0: The Philippian jailer, if you all remember that. Acts chapter 19, verse 5. Acts chapter 19, verse 5. Then they heard this, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So again, as soon as they heard, they were baptized. So does this show in the scriptures? I only use a few of them. Does that show you in the scriptures that baptism is something I think is kind of important in the scriptures? It's important to God. You don't get saved by water baptism, but if Jesus said to do it, it's something you should do. And let's look at the, a couple of those scriptures. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Now in Matthew 28, 19, we see the Great Commission. The Great Commission says, go into all the world And do what? Make disciples. But then right after making disciples, what does Jesus say? He says, and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' great commission in that verse, as he begins the verse, is that we are supposed to all go make disciples. But as we're making disciples, we are supposed to be baptizing folks in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The next verse then says that we should teach them all things that... Jesus commanded us. So, again, Jesus tells us to baptize people. Um, Mark, uh, let me just go to this verse, Mark 16, 16. Again, I want to just let you hear it right from the scripture instead of me uh, paraphrasing. Mark 16, 16 here says this. I'm going to start with 15 and go all the way to 18. And Jesus is saying, and Jesus says to them, to the disciples, the ones that are supposed to be his followers, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So believing, baptism. That's what Jesus is saying, right? I'll read the next verse because I, I love the next two verses. And these sh- signs will follow those who believe. So if you're a believer, these signs are what should follow you. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will, and they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. You see this picture of water baptism. And again, I want to just, I'm throwing out a lot of scriptures, but I want you to see these scriptures. Um, So water baptism is important. Why? Because Jesus said it is important. Because Jesus told us to do it. If you haven't been water baptism, baptized, by the way, today's a good day to do that. (laughs) Because we're having a service down at the lake. So um, if you haven't signed up for that, please do that today. um, If you haven't been water baptized. So it's very important because Jesus commanded it. It also publicly declares your allegiance to Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20 I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It identifies with you that your life in the flesh is dead and your life in the spirit in Christ has been made alive. You've been made dead to your old flesh and you've been made alive in Christ. Again, a symbol of what baptism symbolizes. Um, Water baptism also indicates your seriousness to the commitment of Christ. So you can't be a secret agent Christian if you get water baptized publicly in front of folks. It also shows your commitment. Um, And it also shows if you're going to be obedient to him. Romans 6.4 says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. Colossians two twelve says, having been buried with him in baptism, and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him, Jesus, that is, from the dead. Are you obedient? Have you done this? If you haven't, we've got an opportunity for you. (laughs) I'm going to say it over and over again. Um, I'm going to read something out of the Bible here. It's out of my truth in action, but it makes so much um, sense when you hear it read from how they've said it here. It says, um, basically, our walk of faith should be a walk of obedience because faith and belief, is actually obedience. Pastor Brenda said it several weeks ago and has been continuing to say it, and I'm glad that she does, that belief is action. Faith is a substance. Faith is actually doing something. Matter of fact, James even says it better, that faith without works is dead um, in the book of James. But the walk of faith is this, and and this has been written so, so eloquently. Through a series of Insincere questions, God's people try to deflect the conviction of sin in their lives. This temptation continues today. You know, it always was, you know, when you get to the sin issue, it's always like, well, it's somebody else's sin issue. It's somebody else that we're looking at. Or it's, it's, I don't have a sin issue. That's not that bad. And what's happening in my life? And they, people don't deal with the sin issue in their life. Beware of trying to rationalize your sin. Self-righteousness will not save you. Welcome God's conviction and respond with faith in Jesus who promises to cleanse you. So what were we singing about? We are singing about what did Jesus do? He breaks the chains. And as he breaks the chains, it's not just some of the chains in our life. It's all the chains in our life. Jesus Christ came to heal us physically, touch us emotionally, and save us spiritually. He's the total package. There should be no chains in any area of your life in Jesus. And I got this picture, and I and I know this story of how this works. Um, but and I'm not calling you guys elephants, but <laughs> listen to the, you know how elephants, big, giant, strong elephants. If you notice that in wherever they have elephant keepers, not in our nation so much, but in the zoos they do, and also in the circuses, they got this little chain on the elephant's leg, and this little peg in the ground, and the elephant isn't going to run away because it just feels a little bit of tug and It never runs away. Why? Because that elephant, all it has to do is go like that. The chain is broken, and it can go anywhere it wants. It's a big, strong... Jesus set us all free, but there are so many people that are like those giant elephants that just feel the little tug of the tether of the enemy and think somehow that they're in chains and they're in bondages. I'm going to tell you that Jesus Christ set you free of every chain of bondage, every single one. And the picture of water baptism is the grave could not hold down Jesus Christ. And he took the sins, all the sins of the world. Every sin was put upon him, every chain of sin was on Him. And He went down into the grave. And He rose from the dead. Come on, triumphant. And so when we go down in the water, the water doesn't hold us. We come up triumphant in a resurrected Christ. Jesus is the answer for every single thing in your life. Every single thing in your life. The doctors aren't the answer, though I love doctors. Come on, the psychiatrists aren't the answer, but they do have a purpose. Come on, and spiritually... There is no other answer. You've been bound. Many of you have been bound. And, you're, and you think that somehow this enemy's got you tethered. And for many years you've been stuck in this bondage. And today's the day of freedom for you. Because you sang it with your mouth and you began to declare it. And many of you have come forward and said it. The sun sets us free from every chain. Every chain. Every chain. He breaks every chain. I'm going to say that until you get it. He breaks every chain. There is no chain in your life. I don't want to hear the excuses. That's me flesh. God loves to hear you talk to him. There's no excuse, though. There's no chain that he doesn't break. So if you're in bondage, it's because you haven't allowed Jesus Christ To do the work in you. Jesus Christ has already done the work. Why would you allow yourself to be in bondage? I've heard every excuse as a pastor. And I love people and I want to have compassion. But I'm going to just be blunt again today. Here we go. If you're in bondage, it's your fault. If you're in any bondage, it's your fault. Because did Jesus Christ set you free or didn't he? And what you're really telling Jesus Christ, if you're in bondage, is... Your sacrifice wasn't big enough to get me out of my bondage. That's exactly what you're saying when you're in bondage by your actions. Actions always speak louder than words. He loves you so much that he took everything, every sin that could ever be committed, every bondage, every chain, everything, disease, every sick, he took everything on himself so that you could be free. Man was never meant to live in bondage. We were meant to be image bearers of God Almighty, the King of the universe. Jesus Christ came out of heaven's glory and set us free again into that place of where we should be, one with God. Come on. I heard um, Thursday, and some of you were in the room Thursday, but um, Bill, we were watching a Bill Johnson DVD on um, the Essential Guide to Healing. And, um, basically, he said something. He started going on, and I'm saying, you know what? He's starting to get boring. I'm sorry. That's my own mind thinking. He's going on this long story about how this other person um, got into debt big debt because he sold all his businesses and he went into the ministry. And then this lady wrote this huge check and gave it to Bill Johnson because the person wasn't there. So he looked at the check because it was just folded in half. Anyway, he looks at the check and says, here's this huge check from this lady to this other person. The person comes to Bill, a long story short, he gives him the check. It gets him out of his debt, I believe. I don't think he said that, but I think it was enough to get him out of his debt. Jesus Christ has paid the price for you. You've been bought with a price. The debt has been canceled. He has paid the entire price. My job today is just deliver that message to you. We're just deliverers of the check. Our job is to deliver that check to those that are hurting and bondage and chains. Our job is to say that Jesus paid the total price and he's given us the check so that I can give it to you and give it to you and give it to you and give it to to each and every one. It's already been done. The whole penalty has been paid in full. The check has been written out of the eternal God's heavenly treasure chest. And here's what it says. Debt canceled. Chains canceled. Dominion of the enemy over your life canceled. Come on. So when we go down into water baptism and we come up in newness of life, that's what we're trying to basically show the world and not try. That's what it is. We're symbolizing what he actually done for us. I believe today that he wants to get that point across to every one of us again. Because sometimes as Christians, we kind of get caught up sometimes in some things. And maybe we kind of wander and drift. And all of a sudden we feel that that little tug of the chain on us a little bit. Instead of like, because we're free in Christ. And there's no chain of the enemy that should be holding us down. Because Christ is bigger than any chain of the enemy any chain of the enemy. He breaks every chain. Every chain. There's no chain that's bigger. Put my pocket I gotta find my glasses. Here we go. (laughs) No sin could hold him. No grave could hold him. Hallelujah. You know, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the central theme of Christianity. He not only took all this and put it on himself so we could be free, but now he lives, resurrected, and the re- he lives forever. And you and I will live forever. Forever. These little mountains in life that come before us, we are told to speak to them or go around them or go through them and cast them out. But what we do is we get caught up into that. I heard, I think it was Randy Alcorn. Um, give this story, but i 've got a big whiteboard. Hey, Pastor Brenda 's whiteboard last week. okay, where 's it at? Here it is Here's the big whiteboard. Do you see it all? see the, all you see it? Okay, here's a big whiteboard. So I take a little marker and just put a poof, a little dot on that mark. you all see that little dot? Giant whiteboard, little dot. And then begin to draw a line. All the way to the end, that just continues and continues all the way around this church and circles back to that line. So it's a never ending circle around that little dot. That little dot is our life on this earth. That circle that continues and never ends is our life for all eternity. And we get so caught up in this life on this earth and try to gather things that are just going to rot in a junkyard after we're gone. And we're so caught up into trying to provide and trying to have that we're all about trying to live a life on this earth. Instead of having our focus on Jesus Christ and the eternal life that he's given us and bringing others into that eternal life. Our purpose, again, let's go back to the purpose is in Matthew 28. And he says, go into all the world and make disciples and to baptize them and then to teach them. It's a simple, simple job duty and job function that we all have. I know people right now, and I've even had it get on me, where you just are feeling so like, I don't know what's going on. I just feel like I've got too much stuff on my plate. I've got too much going on in my life. If your life is not about the Great Commission, you probably do have too much going on in your life. Because Jesus never said to go do life. He said, go and make disciples. Didn't he? Did he say that or didn't he to you? So if you're not making disciples, if you're not baptizing folks in the name of Jesus Christ, and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if you're not teaching people in this area, then we're missing the purpose of why we're still on this earth after salvation. The dot is not our focus. Our focus is on the big picture, the eternal picture, and how many are we going to plunder hell out of the depths of hell and populate heaven with? Our purpose on this earth is not about how many cars you have or what kind of car you drive or what kind of job you have. That stuff all dies away. That never is going to be what God asks you when you enter into the kingdom. Have you been... About my business? Have you occupied until I come? Have you been making disciples? Have you been baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Have you been teaching them? That's going to be the question to every one of us that are saved. Is that what you're about? I'll tell the story, and I'll tell it to you again. There was a young girl who was graduating from high school, and Deb and I were praying with her over here. And um, she says, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my life. And so I'm going to read it instead of paraphrase it. I paraphrased it to her, but I'm going to read this. This is what uh, Deb and I kept saying over and over until the person finally like, boom, a light went on. But this is what Jesus said to his disciples. And Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 10. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Is that what you're doing? Is that, is that what you're doing? Because if you're not doing that, It doesn't matter what school you go to. It doesn't matter what job you get. All that stuff really is irrelevant. Our job is to walk in the power they gave us over unclean spirits, to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. That's what Jesus said. Again, in verse 8, he says it this way. This is Jesus' words to those who are disciples. Are we disciples of his here it is again. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Boom. Job description in Christian. Let me give it to you again. Here's your job description. I'm going to give it to you very, right out of the word of God. Are you healing the sick? Are you cleansing the lepers? Are you raising the dead? Are you casting out demons? Are you, Freely you have received or freely are you giving? Simple. Christianity is simple. What we received in Jesus Christ, that free check that he gave us, we are now to deliver that. It's not our check. We didn't write it. I can't heal. Let's say he has a bad shoulder. I can't heal that shoulder. But I've been given the power to deliver that free check, which is the healing to him. I can't put the mind of Christ on her. But I've been given the power that the mind of Christ is the free check that I can deliver it through. Come on, that's who we are. That's who we are in Christ. So I'm going to wrap up today and we've got water baptisms that are going to take place. But when you look at water baptism, when you look at anything of the scripture, kind of get to the purpose of it. Why Are we here? What is our purpose? What is the plan? Well, the plan was in the garden way back when to take a little garden and to populate it with your family and expand that garden and multiply it across the face of the earth. That didn't happen. But when Jesus Christ came and gave us the come on, the chain has been broken. And what did he do after the chain was broken? He says, hey, guess what? I got the keys back to your original purpose. And though you gave ownership away, I've got ownership again. And here's the keys. And I'm giving you the keys back. Now I want you to go. Come on. We're back to our original purpose. Our purpose while we're on this earth is to deliver the check. And how do we deliver it? By just touching people for Christ and love. Spiritually, emotionally, and physically. If I can have um, Amy come come up, we're going to close. I just want you to take a moment and get right with God. Just talk to God for a moment and say... Have I been following my purpose? Have I been obedient to your call? See, to obey is better than sacrifice. And actually, if we're not loving him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and spirit, what are we doing? Because when Jesus says, "If you love me, you're going to keep my commands." Christianity is a bunch of it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. We don't have to go get water baptized because He gave us free will. But if you're not getting water baptized, it's just another sign of your own flesh ruling and reigning over you. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is another one you see all through the book of Acts because it gives us the power. Yet there's many who are in a Assemblies of God church who say, well, I don't know about that. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. By the way, today, if you want that, I'll be up here and others and you can receive that today because it says that If you ask, He will give you the promise. I just want to wait for a moment on God. I want Him to work in your heart. It all comes down to that. Are we going to yield our own flesh and die to it? Go under as it shows in water baptism, in death, and be resurrected, alive, in Christ. See, really, when Jesus said these words, it was very important for us to get it. You've been bought with a price. And that price was a very big price. That price was the blood of Jesus Christ, God himself coming out of heaven's glory. And he purchased you. And he paid a very, very steep price for you. He paid his life for you. We can never earn that. But what we can do is say, I die to myself and I give you this vessel to be used for your honor and for your glory. I want to be deliverers of your priceless check to others. I want to be able to disciple I want to be able to help them to be baptized spiritually spiritual baptism physical baptism I want to teach them to love you so come Holy Spirit come into this room right now you said Jesus that your spirit when he comes on each and every one will teach us all things and will lead us into all truth come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit touch them right now let them see truth that there is no chain bigger than you Jesus Christ that there is no issue in their life bigger than you Jesus Christ I don't care how long you've had it I don't care how much you've went to doctors. I don't care how many people have prayed for you and it hasn't come off. Jesus is the answer, and Jesus does set us set us free. There's no bondage too big for Jesus. There's uh, I just want to share something too. Maybe there's some folks in here today that maybe don't understand the gift of Jesus Christ and what he's done totally. It says in the scriptures that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the word sin really means that we've all missed the mark, that we all haven't gotten it, that we all kind of are off track. And that the wages that come from being on the wrong track, the wages of sin... Brings death. It's death. What happens to and every one of us that haven't accepted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ or an eternal death. But then it says that the gift of God, the gift of God, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. So what Jesus came is, He says, I'm going to take your death and your sickness and put it on me and all the wages of it that's come all through the generations of man. I'm going to take that for you. Yeah, you're guilty, but guess what? I'm going to take your guilt and shame and put it on me. I'm going to take it all. And as I take it all on me, I want to give you freedom. I want to give you eternal life. Now, I don't know of anybody in their right mind who understands that correctly would ever say no to that. So what has happened to many of us and and many people is the the enemy puts the blinders over them, or like the elephant, he attaches that little peg and makes you think that you're stuck, and you're not. He plays up here in the mind. And he says that you can't be free, it can't be that easy, but I'm gonna tell you, you can be free. And it says that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus christ and if you believe in your heart that he did what he did you will be saved saved salvation saved healed set free made whole delivered saved jesus did that for us what a beautiful offering and what he's saying today is if you haven't made that choice today is your day today's your day so I just want some your heads to be bowed and eyes closed because I'm going to ask now, is there anyone, anyone in this room who would like to accept that free gift of Jesus Christ and hasn't accepted that yet? Yeah. But would you like to receive that gift? Would you like to walk out of sin's bondage and into Jesus Christ's freedom? If that's you today, raise your hand high. Raise your hand high. Let me see your hand. Do you want freedom in Jesus Christ today? I see that hand. You can put that hand down. Do you want freedom in Jesus Christ today? Jesus is saying, I am offering you freedom if you give me your sins. By the way, here's a question for you. How are you doing with those sins? Is that something you want to hang on to? Jesus is saying, hey, you don't have to have them. I paid the price. Raise your hand today if you accept that sacrifice. Jesus Christ. Christians, I'm going to do something kind of weird here. But if you have accepted that sacrifice, I want to see your hand. If you've already accepted that sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I want to see your hand. Here's an interesting thought. Either somebody's sleeping in here or there's some people that didn't raise your hand at all. (laughs) you got to know. I'm going to put you to the test. Either you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or you haven't and you don't believe it. Father God, I just ask right now, come Holy Spirit. Conviction of the Holy Spirit. Just rests upon those who may not have accepted that that gift from you. Conviction, come. Holy Spirit, come. Show them. Let the veil of the enemy be lifted off in the mighty name of Jesus. Let their eyes, the scales on their eyes, be opened. Let them see that the true answer to their life, the true thing that they've been searching for, is here today, and they can have it right now. Again, I'm going to ask, Is there anyone in this room that wants to accept that sacrifice of Jesus Christ into their life? Come on, this is an opportunity for you. And I did see that in you today. Well, thank you, Lord. Let's just pray with uh, that person who raised their hand right now. Um, I want you to repeat after me. Father God, I accept the sacrifice of your son. Jesus Christ, who died for all my sins, that I might have life, and life with you. I give you all my sins, and I take his free gift forever, in Jesus' name. Now, in heaven, it says that all the angels of God are rejoicing right now, because one Person, or if there's a hundred, or know how many, but they rejoice after one person accepting Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Before we do the final altar call here, and I release you, there's a couple of words of knowledge that, I, that the Lord's showing me, um, so I just want to be uh, faithful to that. Somebody had. Either heart, their heart was hurting this morning, or there's been a pain in their heart that they've had over the last couple of days. And I want to let you know that that is one of the chains that the enemy is trying to put on you. And today that chain has been broken in Jesus' name. If you accept that, somebody's wrist. Oh, it's a a carpal tunnel thing, but it's in your wrist. And you've been praying and talking to God about this. And and you've been laying it before him. And there's not one. there's, There's three people that have that in this room right now. What he wants you to do is just start moving that wrist back and forth and thanking Jesus. Thanking the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus flows through that wrist. I know one of them is a, a left wrist. I know that for sure. I'm not sure of the other two, but I know it's a left wrist because I can feel it <laughs> in my wrist. And what I'm feeling is that the blood of Christ will flow through that area and will heal that. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we command healing in those three people's wrists. And Carpal Tunnel, you have to go and bow your knee to the name of Jesus because Jesus is Lord and healer. And that chain, that chain cannot bind them you broke that chain in the name of jesus thank you lord thank you lord christians i'm just gonna invite you oh okay He's give me another one somebody has had a, a headache from worry and you know it's from worry and you know that the reason it came on you because you've been stressing in on something and i'm going to give you the word that i got right on what i saw i saw a picture of a person with their head hurting and that and it it sounds weird but the mind of christ and christ had just kind of enveloped them and, and the whole body of christ just enveloped them and they became one in christ and then he says in John chapter 15, I, I am the vine and they are the branch. And when they are in me, there's freedom. So that what you've been thinking in the mind and, and, and all the heartache and that's caused the headache, he says, I've got you. So whoever that person is, Jesus has got the answer. Christians, let's just, uh, we've got an altar here and we don't want to leave before we Open up the altars for any thing that you want to share with Jesus, anything you want to get broken off you today. But I believe there's an anointing as we sung it in the worship that Jesus is breaking every chain. And if there's any chain in your life, any issue in your life, or if you just want to grow deeper into Jesus, these altars are open. And a lot of times what it takes is an obedient thing where... Oh, I've been up to the altar so many times. I don't want to go up there. People are going to see me if I go up there. They're going to think something's wrong with me. The only person you need to be in one with is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is calling you to be in union with him. And Jesus Christ is saying, If you die to your flesh, I will raise you in resurrection life. No chain will hold you. I've broken every chain. Every chain. So I'm just going to begin to call people forward to come up and pray, to come up and just uh, walk in that freedom. Also, if there's anyone who wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I can pray with them. That person who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to come forward and spend some time. Um, Again, if you profess with your mouth, and so tell somebody. That it's happened but uh prayer team if you can come forward those on the prayer team come forward we have a prayer team here that can pray for you and i'm just going to call you forth come on into the presence he breaks every chain every chain is broken every chain there's no